Yuki cards. This is Kip interviews his friends, and my friend Jeffrey is going to uh, regale us about, well, the holiday season and the time he's had. And uh, actually, we we covered a lot of cool things, so um, I hope you like this. Thanks. Uh, I um, I'm really upset. I just missed that whole pit. I, I didn't push record. <laughs> that was like the best bit of the whole thing. We were playing. Can we go back in time? We, we've been speaking for three minutes, Kip, and you're like, that was the best bit of the whole thing. Well, I, I we, were, like we, were, we made a Rocky reference. Um, okay, we, we can make it again, but it kind of lost, you know, it won't have the same genocide. Oh, yeah, it's gone. Oh, well, that's okay. Apollo Creed. With, with knee-high white socks running down the beach if you didn't have this addiction where you needed to go buy cigarettes in and look time. And look respectable, yeah, in Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah, so like, that's, you know, respectable, respectable. You just can't wear that right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still, uh, it's a good look. It's a good look. Nothing, absolutely nothing, like the rest of the whole world. How was how was your Christmas? Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was like it was really nice. I saw yeah, a picture we, of uh, you know, your like son looking really cool. What's that? I saw a picture of your son looking really cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's definitely way cooler than I am. That's for sure. Well, yeah, um, already surpassed his father. He did it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. We just like I don't know. I'm a bit of an outside dog, and we spent a lot of time inside, which is like you know. He watched he watched uh, Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, which was pretty sweet. You mean and the then, like, like OG, the OG with David Bowie? Yeah, yeah, with Bowie and Jennifer Connelly when she's like 14 years old. Uh, yeah, I had a crush on her my whole life. It's okay, because we were the same age. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, but it, it, was, yeah, it was good. It was, uh, I definitely, like, yeah, was ready to, like, not do Christmas anymore and just kind of be over that. So we, like, did Christmas. It was great. You know, we did a lot of Zooms. And then we got through that. And then we fucking got that bucks. What? Yeah, New Year's Eve, January 31st, 2020, nine years to the day after the last time we had the fucking God Dead Bucks again. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. This is not a, this is not a joke. I'm as serious as cancer right now. It's like fucking, yeah, this is not a joke. We got them. Luckily, they came in and like treated, uh, today's the first, so... They treated yesterday, and it's, like, definitely better, but we had to, like, haul ass for about four hours in the morning and, like, pack up the entire house and have the bed bug guys come in and fucking smoke the place out, so... Are they... they Have you... Are they going to do the chemical treatment, or are they going to do, like, the heat treatment? No, 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 chemical. The, the company that we used it didn't do the... I mean, and to be honest, they're not, like... It wasn't a full infestation, so, um... Did you just yeah, get this from had... props or something? Working on film? What's that? Like, how did you get bed bugs? Like, you're not well, traveling. Thing, right? we, we, we hadn't been anywhere. No one's been in our house. So, like, how the fuck did we get these things again? So, I'm assuming it's, like, shooting in some sketchy place, like, in Selkirk, and, you know, maybe got them there. Just, like, a, sec- a secret... A secret bug. I have no idea. It's just, that, that was the most annoying part. Was I was like, well, we just—I don't know how we could have gotten them again. And we—and it was literally nine years ago that we had them, and we were totally cleared of them. And then I started itching in the morning. I was like, oh, I'm fucking itchy. And then Kate was like, oh, it's probably just dry skin, and you're—you know—the weather's changing. It's getting dry. I was like, okay, like I hope that's the 
case, and then it just kept getting worse and worse. And she doesn't get reaction to it. And she's right. like, you know, we're fine, you know, wanting to wanting to not have bed bugs. And I was like, I think we have it. We better call the professionals. And sure enough. Oh, God. Et la voila. That's French for yeah, uh, like, you got bed yeah, bugs. Like, yeah, fucking, you know, Australia burns, America burns, fucking John Prine dies. I can't believe. Also, try try, try to swear less. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, but I think you're gonna be fine. We're totally fine. It's actually it's like they've already come in and like done the treatment, and it already feels better. But it was just like a nice little cherry on top for uh, for 2020. You know what you. You know who you can blame though is Skip the Dishes. You probably got it from Skip the Dishes. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll blame Skip the Dishes for a lot of things, but not this. Because <laughs> we, cause we actually don't even really skip the dishes a whole lot. The thing with Skip the Dishes and me is like food in general. There's, I'd say, eighty-five percent of food does not travel very well, especially in cold climates. Yeah. And especially with a company as poorly run as Get the Dishes, so. Well, I mean, all my friends work for them, so I have to be a little bit polite about them. But yeah, you're right, all the way. I'm sure. I'm sorry if like there's any employees or owner and proprietors listening to this podcast that are invested in Get the Dishes, but yeah, I could take it or leave it. You know what, though? You know, what? I I I pulled a really big trick today. What's that? Um, I ordered sushi from skip the dishes and then i just called the restaurant and said can you throw in a sake for me and they were like we don't i don't even know if we have sake and they were like so busy and then i got the sake for free (laughs) what kind of fucking japanese restaurant doesn't think they have sake uh the one that is not open to the public (laughs) i got the last bottle for free that's, that's, that's and a, was it like, like a big bottle or just like a, one of those? Like, of, it's like a half bottle. It's good. Like a half bottle, yeah. Yeah. I have a did sake set. Did you drink it hot or cold? It's, a, it's fancy. It's like the most expensive one they sell at the liquor store. It's a cold sake. Ooh, what? And mm-hmm. you got it for free. Mm-hmm. I was like, charge that's it that's to that's my card, and then they didn't. And I got it. And I'm really thrilled. That's as hot of a deal as, as there is. <laughs> Yeah, I. It's my one. It's my Christmas present from Mushiro. <laughs> it's your Christmas present from the universe. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was a good. It's a good universe. It's not the worst universe. It's the only universe we have, so at least it's being kind to you. Well, like I mean, we don't have poisonous snakes washing up onto the shore. We don't have a lot of like rabid, weird <laughs> things like. Everyone hates Winnipeg, but all that happens here is nothing. Yeah, so that's we, true. We don't have to worry about things a lot. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're not a fucking idiot, you'll be fine. You know? Yeah, well... You can't, really, you, you can't really say that for, like, basically anywhere else in the world other than, like, Regina. <laughs> well, no one likes that. It's, um... I'm gonna... I'm just gonna say it. It's the kind of Canada. So... I've been calling that, I've been calling it that for years, and it's true. And I'm blaming it all on one bad meal at a bus stop. At a where? At a bus, at the bus stop, at the Greyhound, like back when we had Greyhound. Yeah? Where you had like some bad chicken wings and garbanzos or something? No, I had a, a egg and cheese bagel at Robin's Donuts. Yeah. And, uh. Oh, like, like, like at the one at University of Winnipeg? Basically. And I've been mad at Regina since then. Like. Oh, at, at that? At that bus? Yeah, no. Yeah. 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 The one in Regina. Yeah, well, that's fair. It's probably a super shitty year, people. I would imagine. Well, I mean, how do you screw up eggs and cheese on a bagel? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. 
I mean, I did it yesterday, so I guess I'm not surprised, but... I'm... Wait, you screwed up eggs and cheese on a bagel? Yeah, I just didn't do it quite right. <laughs> like, I was... I, I decided to sit down and not pay attention to what I was doing. To be honest, or to be fair, I should say, eggs are a very easy thing to screw up. They're great when they work out, but they're pretty temperamental little buggers, you know? Mm-hmm. The eggs I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with an oof. No. You know? And you know, one is never enough. One is never enough. Yeah. Oof. Actually, one yeah. is always enough. You know what's fun to do with eggs is making my toad in the holes. You ever do that when you just like cut out the middle of a piece of bread with like a, you know, like a circular hole in the middle of a bread? And then you put the egg, like you put it, put it in a frying pan, and then you put the egg in in the hole, and then you just fry it like that, and it makes a nice little open face uh, egg sandwich, you know? Yeah, that's my uh, favorite thing. It's also my comfort food because my um, I stayed at my grandma's for like a long time, and she made that for me every day. So, yeah. Finished grandma? No, no, my. Uh, my moved up from Nevada to go to Saskatchewan to Winnipeg grandma. Oh yeah. Not Finnish at all. No. Very British. All the way British. That's why she made me the British food. <laughs> very good. It's really good. It's like the best it's literally the easiest treat you can make yourself. The trick is It's butter. That's the magic of it. It's butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butter, bread, and eggs. Yeah. You can't go wrong. What, what, what would your Finnish grandma do for you? Well, they don't fry eggs in Finland. They just eat them fucking whole with the shell. No, all of, <laughs> all of Scandinavia, it's boiled eggs. So kind of. But, like, it's soft. It's like they just boil eggs. They don't treat them like we do. Yeah, it's like boiled eggs and hard fish. You're Swedish. You already know what they do. I know what they do. I know. That's, yeah, I, I definitely have a, me, that's another thing me and you have in common is a very strong Nordic descent. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> your, your, your people conquered my people for a very long time. So I, oh, I'm, I'm always yeah, mad at you slightly. Well, I guess I guess Norway's up there. Like you know, they're they're a pretty strong breed, but I I breed, but I, I feel like uh, Sweden just really towers over Finland in many ways. Well, I mean, okay, so I'm like a quarter Finnish or a Swedish. I mean, like a like laid back Swedish because you conquered us, uh, and so then you had to breed with us because that's what people do, but. I think we have very similar foreheads. I think, yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, we do have very similar foreheads. Kind of, not sloping, but, yeah, strong and uh, defined. Strong and defined and full of brains. Yeah, yeah, full of very, very powerful brains. Yeah, that's that's the whole Scandinavian thing is big Big, strong brains and big, strong foreheads. <laughs> we, my, my grandma did did the Swedish pancakes, so they're you know much like a crepe. Yeah. <clears throat> done in like the thinnest frying pan you've ever seen in your fucking life. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then like with like the lingonberry whipped cream. So we and do this. Like, we have the same eat, thing. Like, yeah, yeah, you eat. You have the same, you have the same thing, but there's. I think yours are like a little bit, a little bit thicker. Like there's that place in Thunder Bay that you can go to, that Finnish restaurant, and they have. Well, that's you know, closed now, but yeah. It's closed now. Yeah, the Hoito is closed. What? Yeah, it's the it was the oldest co-op in North America, and it's closed now. What? When did it close? Like how long ago? I don't know, like a year. 
shit, hey? That's brutal. Yeah, it's pretty rough, but whatever. Finnish pancakes are kind of the same as Swedish pancakes. We just use brown sugar because we don't have as much as the Swedes. Swedish enough. They're just, yeah, they're just like, these are great, but they're just not quite Swedish enough. It's funny, though, because, though, like, the whole thing is you just would eat a mountain of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like I remember being, like, 10 years old and going to my grandma's place, and honestly, I'd probably eat, like, 20 of them. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, and then you roll them up, and it's like, she just keep rifling them out, boom, 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 and, yeah. That's really getting sick and that was my childhood that was like that's what we did it's just and also my grandma because of world war two or whatever was raised by swedes yeah so she probably made the swedish version yeah yeah that makes sense yeah because like in world war two they'd send they sent all the kids from finland to sweden And, and train them to be snipers and yeah we were the only country that ever beat the Russians in a war except for Japan but that was like uh, that was a, uh, a Pyrrhic victory yeah, I remember the word BAM that was just a lucky one off for them yeah well no everyone died in that but whatever <laughs> the Finns won all the way through so whatever, and they were they were Nazi allies. So, but only because they didn't like Russians. Yeah, well, you know, not a, they, they, Russia wasn't very popular in those days. No, it's still not. <laughs> I guess not really now either. Yeah. I like Russia. It's good good literature. Good literature. Excellent dumplings. Yeah. Uh, good, really good grain-based alcohol for cheap. And, um, yeah. And and a very good uh, spa culture. Yeah, but it's not sweet. It's no Sweden. Honestly, if I was going to be not, ruled over by anybody. It's not. And I know, you know, with your, with your Nordic background, the sauna is very important. But I will say... There's a fucking Russian bathhouse in Toronto that's probably one of my top five favorite establishments on the planet. When you go in and, like, you can get check for on tap, they got the Russian dumplings, and then you go into the, the, the sauna, or the sauna, sorry, and then they, there's, like, a, they get the wool hats, and then there's, like, this big fucking Russian dude who, like, beats you with oak branches, and it's hotter than the depths of hell, and... They're birch branches, yeah. but okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's that's your that's 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 your dream place. That's the place that you go to feel safe. I feel like if I were to go to Toronto right now, that would be the first my first stop for sure. Would be the would be the Russian bathhouse. It's actually in Mississauga, but. Well, it's close enough. I mean, everyone in the East Coast thinks that there's no other province except for Ontario, so we're allowed <laughs> we're allowed to just call everything near Toronto, Toronto. Yeah, yeah, the GTA. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually used to call it the 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 GWA, or like the GTW, the Greater Toronto, or the Judd. Oh God. The GWT, the Greater Wider Toronto. The Greater Wider Toronto. Yeah, well, that works too. You know, whatever floats your boat. It, it floated. It floated just fine. Like the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Oh God, that was which, a good. That was a good. Which actually didn't float so well. No. No. <laughs> but at first, what a hero. Yeah. 
How do you feel about um that guy who wrote that song that we all love very much? Gordon Lightfoot? Yeah. I fucking love Gordon Lightfoot. There's actually a good uh there's a good CBC uh, special on him. Like I don't, I don't even know. Maybe it was like last winter, but uh, yeah, he was a boss, man. <laughs> but it's shocking. He's like, if you've seen a photo of him now, it's like he looks like Father Time. Like he's just like withering away, like a pile of fucking dust. But he's old. <laughs> he's old. Like, yeah, I guess he's super old. Like I he's like he's 88 like, or something. Is he that old? Yeah, he's that old. And, yeah, like, he's actually, still going, and he lived, like, the most, like, I'm going to do whatever I want life, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he definitely had, like, a, yeah, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want and fuck everyone else kind of attitude, which I appreciate, but you look at him now, and it's like, oh, yeah, you you look like that. Like, you look like you lived that life, you know? Yeah, but he also won, so who cares? He did win. And and he's like, yeah, aside from the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, he's got some fucking great tunes. Favorite one. My... You go first. What? Uh, favorite uh, song by uh, George uh, Lightfoot. Honestly, honestly, I think it's like, for me, it's Sundown. Like, I know, I know it's a hit, and I, it's kind of... A bit of a cop-out, but I, I fucking love that song. Well, mine is That's What You Get For Loving Me. Oh, that's a good tune. Yeah. In fact, after yeah. after we're done this... Well, actually, I think I have... I pay enough to the internet that I'm allowed to, like, play a song. I'll probably end this whole episode with that song. It, it's like, he's... he's an incredible guitar player for one, but his uh, his songwriting is just you know nothing short of amazing. You know what though, um, your back porch with like your fireplace and the porch and the way it's set up, and like the gate to the truck place, it's kind of a really like good sundown kind of looking at it you know what i mean like the song like sundown looking at it i could listen to that out there and be like this like, is where like, i am like like, like, the, like the back deck in my house yeah yeah well we do we we are perfectly situated in the summertime for like kind of a perfect sunset well that's the only thing is what what it, it was super good when we first used it and then they built they extended the Winnipeg Transit Depot, and that cuts off like a good fucking, you know, 20 minutes of epic sunset at the end of the day, but, you know, what are you going to do? That's not fair. Well, what are you going to, you can't fight, you can't fight the big guys. That's yeah. a waste of time. Yeah. My, um, w- go ahead. I was just going to say, I wasn't going to prepare, wasn't going to be prepared to fight Sam Cates at the time. No, you but know, <laughs> I It's funny though cuz I think you could take Brian Bowman down with just like one good blow. <laughs> that that would be a pay-per-view I would absolutely do. But like Sam Cates would probably like bite your nuts off by accident or something. <laughs> by accident or maybe a little bit of That would that would be his like go-to move. <laughs> then your nuts are gone. Yeah, exactly like that. Speaking of Steve Austin, uh, favorite nineties wrestler. Favorite nineties wrestler. Uh, honestly, I would have to say the Ultimate Warrior. Like, so you know, obvious another obvious one, but like so much intensity. Uh, great costume, did tons of drugs, um, and and just killed it. But I, I feel like that could be a whole other podcast in, in its own, his favorite 90s wrestlers. But 
Just name one I like. Man, just Brett the Hitman Hart or Goldberg. Mm. Like, come on. I know. I, I actually, you know what? In in my heart of hearts, I knew you wanted me to say Goldberg. Well, yeah, he's awesome. And yeah, also, Brett and, the Hitman Hart. He was my favorite. And I do agree with Brett the Hitman Hart because he was like. Some, oddly enough, like a stand-up individual, you know, had the Heart Foundation, and, you know, his brother, and then his brother died. And, and Winnipeg? Yeah. And, and well, he was from Calgary. Mm-hmm. I'm from, yeah. Oh, they're from Calgary? I just thought they were from Winnipeg, because their photos are everywhere. <laughs> no, but, no, but people just loved, loved them here, because, you know, we're, whatever, a stone throw from Calgary. But, yeah, it's only an yeah, eight-hour drive. And, and fucking killer sunglasses. Yeah. But also, is for some reason, the name Hart... Oh, God, I'm a sentimental guy. <laughs> I just like yeah. that his name is Hart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just, it just encompasses so many uh, great things about him and his, and his character and, and his wrestling style. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saturday afternoon TV. <laughs> yeah, well, Saturday morning into Saturday afternoon, like basically starting. I feel like it started at like ten o'clock, and it went, you know, all day. Into the afternoon, it was like WWF in the morning, and then it was like WCW after that, and that's when it kind of started to get shitty, and I, I lost interest. But that, you know, those first two hours of of WWF was, yeah, definitely a very um, formative time of my childhood. Yeah, did you watch it at your grandpa, grandma's house? <clears throat> Absolutely not. I don't even think my grandma had a TV. Really? No, she, no, she must have a TV, but I, I don't. Yeah, they had a TV in the basement, but um, yeah, no, I'd watch it in like my, my parents' bedroom on, on Saturday morning until my dad was like, hey, get the fuck out of here and get out of, get out of this house. Yeah. Like, what, what do you... What are, what are you watching this nonsense for? You gotta go play outside. Yeah, I was like, it's fucking WWF, Dad. That's all that matters. It's like, there's two things that matter in life. WWF and the motherfucking Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're only, like, four years older than me, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very, yeah, very important for the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and now, and now it's just like I basically just like watch the same stuff that you know I watched back then. Like just before we got on this call, I finished watching Field of Dreams for like probably the thirty, thirty, thirty or thirty second time. Okay, okay. So you're a baseball dude. One of the best movies ever. Field of Dreams is amazing. All the way through, it's one of the best baseball movies ever made. But I would, I would say, I would, and I'm that's another podcast that I could just go into great, great detail about is just baseball movies from you know the 80s into the early 2000s. But I feel like there's a lot of very good ones, but I feel like Field of Dreams just covers every base, you know, part of the <laughs> That's okay. Baseball movies is my favorite genre of movies, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel like I definitely, you know, appreciate a lot of movies, but there, the baseball movies that I like, I could, yeah, I could just turn any one of them on at any given time. It's, you know, what, to be honest, I don't even have to like it, but if it's a baseball movie, I will watch it start to finish, no matter what. Well, I usually cry during baseball. Okay, man. You know that Robert Redford movie where he gets shot with the silver bullet and that slowly eats his gut? Whoa, yeah. Um, is it not the rookie? Is it the natural? It's yeah. It's the natural. The natural, yeah. Oh god, that movie just like tears me up every time. But yeah. also Robert Redford. 
this year amongst all the other, you know, people that passed away in 2020. I I've learned that Robert Redford's son died this year. That's not cool. That's not cool to Robert no, Redford. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel like the yeah, handsomest yeah. people have the worst luck in the in the long run. Yeah. Well, that's what they get for being famous, you know? Sorry. Sorry if it's harsh, but... Well, it's true. Or maybe it's just because they're famous, we hear about their misfortunes, misfortunes more than we would, you know... If they weren't. Well, like, yeah, Michael Bublé's kid has, like, cancer, yeah. so, you yeah, know. Well, obviously, that's, like, horrible, no matter what, famous or not. That's, like, a, a horrible thing. Yeah, but I, I I feel kind of more sad for Robert Redford because he's, like, my favorite dude ever. <laughs> he, he is great. Did you ever see... Uh... Yeah, uh, it's just him on a boat for the whole movie. Yeah, he basically doesn't say anything for you know two and a half hours and like nearly dies but doesn't. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good, I guess. You know, well, I mean, Tom Hanks would have done it too, but but less handsome. There's not a single bad Robert Redford movie. I actually do this thing uh, with my friends. Uh, I ask them who's better looking, Robert Redford or the salsa guy. Paul Newman. up because you did um and you work in film um how awesome are the also kate um how awesome are costume people they make the whole movie Entirely true. She has to like break down the script, and then like every time they change the script, they have to like reread it and like make all the appropriate changes, and then and then design the costumes and fit the color palette, and yeah, it's like I was, like she does so much more work outside of like the regular day that I was like I, I can't believe that anyone would ever do that job. Like Probably it's... just because I'm super lazy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we're men. That's what we do. We're lazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle choice. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just know that I've like spent my whole life dressing like Indiana Jones, and there was a woman somewhere <laughs> that decided 
that this was how the coolest guy in the world would look like. Yeah. And I've been mimicking that my whole life. <laughs> I actually, one of the first pictures I took was five. My parents took us to um, Disney World, the one in Florida. And I saw the live Indiana Jones skate show and got a proper Indiana Jones Stetson hat at the end of it. And it was like one of my most prized possessions for, you know, between the ages of like five to ten until the hat didn't fit me anymore. And, Wait, do yeah. you still have it? Oh, I mean, it wouldn't fit me anymore either. No, it <laughs> would not fit you anymore. And it definitely, you know, I famously have like a gigantic head, so I, I grew out of that hat pretty quickly, unfortunately. But I'm, but think- I'm thinking you have a son who could probably watch Indiana Jones and you could yeah. throw the coolest hat that is probably in a basement somewhere. No, it's like, fuck, dude. I, I, I know. I wish I saw... There's, there's so many articles of clothing that I acquired over, you know, my 30-some-odd years of existence, and that hat being one of them would be a wonderful thing to, to pass on to him. But, I, you know, if, if it pops up one day, amazing. But my parents have since moved out of the house that... We were in when that hat was around, and I haven't seen it yet. So oh, I don't think it's around anymore. Shucks. Such a, such a hammerback story. I, I do have a pretty good uh, t-shirt collection going for him, much to Kate's chagrin, because she's like, "Why are you keeping all these like stupid fucking alien workshop t-shirts from 1994?" But oh, like, dude, wait. just wait for high school. Love these when he's. Yeah, or high school, whatever. We can pick different ages. Uh, well, well, yeah, yeah. Ten between the ages of ten to seventeen are like prime time old t-shirt wearing time. You know. Would well, actually, you never get rid of prime time wearing t-shirt time. No, no, no. That that doesn't go out of style. No, like that's what I do. I wear the oldest, stinkiest t-shirts every day. To the yeah. point where people are like, why are you wearing this? I'm like, because I love this stinky-ass t-shirt. Because it feels good. It looks good. It makes me feel good. And I like the smell. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't care if it smells... And it's not like even just... I'm also like... Like an open asshole. It's, that radio station doesn't exist anymore. You know? Like, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> I've got a CBC one for Saskatchewan somewhere that I that I wear a lot. I'm wearing a Fanta T-shirt right now. I'm actually wearing. I a couple of years ago we donated to uh, Nostalgia Radio ninety three seven, and I got a I got a sweet T-shirt from there. It's actually fairly new because it, you know it's only a few years. We only started tuning in you know within the last like five or six years, but. You know, shameless plug, 93.7 Nostalgia Radio, fantastic radio station. Yeah, because it's just a bunch of old people. Uh, it's just a bunch of old people just, like, talking and, like, making mistakes, like, tons of, like, uh, like technical difficulty delays and I know. Some, some really bad off-color jokes that uh, hold up in today's society. And they're just, like, completely shameless about it. Well, because they don't know and, any better. Yeah, and they just don't know any better. But it's, like, it's really, really silly. You know, old people talk on the radio at 11 in the morning, you know? I like it. I, I love listening to them, actually. I'm same boat. Same boat. Yeah. Um... Just because we brought up Indiana Jones, what is your favorite of the three OG Indiana Indiana Jones movies? Temple of Doom, for sure. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Temple of Doom, for sure. That's the worst one. That's the best one, dude. When they eat the brains in the like the 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 monkey brains, yeah, yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. Like it's still a glorious film, but. Well, you know, maybe I 
I'm just saying that because of that scene. Um, but uh, but Last Crusade is also is also really good. Last Crusade is my favorite. That's yeah. that's what I wanted you to say, so I had to get yeah. upset. <laughs> but Temple of Doom is pretty and good. The heart scene, the bridge scene. I probably, I probably meant Last Crusade. Like as in in its entirety, I just had that scene from Temple of Doom in my mind. Chilled monkey brains, the most cheesiest part of every Indiana Jones movie, and that's the why you picked it. Fair enough. That actually is a good reason. Yeah, that is a good reason. We actually watched, uh, commenting on Harrison Ford movies that we watched today. What, uh, It's actually pretty good. It's, a, it's like, you know, it just falls into that, you know, super cheesy 90s action flick where it's like, of course, it's like America, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. The villain in Air Force One is fucking Gary Oldman. What? Such- Gary Oldman? Yeah. Yes, Gary Oldman. Like, superstar Gary actor. Well, I've seen it, but, like, again, I guess. But, um, I saw it, actually, I saw a tweet. It's, 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 like, almost three hours. It's, like, this movie does not need to be three hours. And the entire thing takes place... On the plane. Get off my plane. That's the big line. Um, so I saw a tweet, actually. I'm glad that you brought Air Force One up. I saw a tweet that they were just, like, Air Force One... It's just Die Hard on a plane. Yeah, pretty much. But, but with Gary Oldman. I can't believe he's the villain, though. Yeah, he, plays a, he plays like a Russian nationalist who wants to have like a, a communist general released. Nobody ever notices Gary Oldman is on is the actor. That's his, that's his trick. That means he's yeah. good at his job, I guess. No, he's not Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, Daniel Day Lewis is overrated. If you ask me. Yeah, way better. That's what I, I thought. I don't, I don't disagree with you. Okay. I don't disagree with you. Daniel B. Lewis is a wonderful actor. He's a little bit intense for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Gary Oldman is just like, you just can't help but love him. Like he, I feel like if you were to meet both of them in real life, Oh, hands down. I know. I know for the fact, for the simple reason is I never notice it's Gary Oldman, but I always notice it's Daniel Day Lewis, like when I'm watching yeah. a film. Yeah. And like the exactly. people that you don't notice are the people you like the most. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That being said, I feel like there, like there will be blood, is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. That's the oil one. Ah, I hate that movie. You hate that movie? No, not because it's a bad movie, because I hate that one actor in it. The oh, one, the one who plays his kid. Yeah. Not, not the one who not not Daniel Day Lewis's kid, but the one who plays like the like the crazy evangelical preacher. Yeah, I hate him. I always hate him. I like have a huge <laughs> problem with him. I've just always. I can understand why you would not like the movie if you really 
No, the rest of the movie's great. Everything about it is good. Like, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis being like, we're in the oil business. That's my son. It's like, it's it's fine. It's just, I hate Paul Dano. Especially in that movie. Which means he did a yeah. good job. Yeah. Which means Paul Dano did a, did a good job? Yeah. So, so, you hate... You hate him in that movie because he did such a... Like, he, he did such a great job with the character. Of being hateable. Yeah. He was, you just hated the character so much, is what yeah. you're Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and... And the other Paul Dano movie that you've seen, is it the same thing? Is it because he's so good that you hate the character, or you just don't like him? Uh, well, normally he just plays, like, the wimpy guy, and I hate wimpy guys. So yeah. that's probably why yeah. I hate him. Yeah, he plays the wimpy good. guy with so much, like, like, like he plays an incel. That's his, that's his cast. And he's casted as an incel constantly, and I hate those people. Oh. So, like, I constantly think of him like that which isn't fair to him because he's talented he's talented for sure and i yeah yeah i don't particularly like him myself i feel like it'd be the same thing with you like i always think of like oh, if, I, if i were to meet him i don't think i would really get on with him where i feel like if i met gary oldman we you know we'd probably get along pretty well so like I'm thinking of like popular mechanics for kids and whatever the guy speaking of goon um who made the yeah like yeah. I have met him um yeah. but I still think he's just like the wimpy guy from popular mechanics for kids you know what I mean even though I met him in person and he's fine he's a fine person do you ever think he hooked up with Alicia Cuthbert during that time um, I, I think everyone hooks up with everybody. <laughs> Even when they were 12 doing Canadian television? Especially. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's like the time when you're just like, imagine being stuck. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they didn't. He was too wimpy. Again, I have a problem yeah. with wimpiness. I know. Well, that's probably why you and Kate get along so well, because she doesn't like wimpy guys either. Oh wow! Well. <laughs> well, nobody likes wimpy guys. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's actually like the worst. It's like the worst thing ever. Like the worst kind of uh, character trait is to be a wimpy dude. You can be a wimpy girl, and it's like, oh, whatever, you know, that's fine. But a wimpy guy is like just very unbecoming. Well, you don't even have to be like a tough guy. Just like not yeah, all. No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I agree with this, and this is going on the radio. Uh, but it's true. <laughs> just, just. I hate that I have to say this, and it's against everything on the internet. But like, just man up a little bit. Just a little, yeah. like a wee bit. We are definitely gonna catch flack for this. <laughs> no, we won't. No one listens to my show. <laughs> the four people that are listening to this are going to be pretty... Two of them are going to be pretty upset, for sure. No, it's just going to be, like, one guy who is, like, driving home from his carpentry job who, like, accidentally turned the tuner from 97, whatever that station's called, and be like, yeah! We're probably going to get... We're going to be heroes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, finally, I found a new wheeler. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't run for politics. That's all I got to say. I also only use first names, so you're safe. <laughs> I would totally vote for you if you ran for politics. Um, that's my backup plan, and I'm going to do it, actually. Kip Koke for Prime Minister. Oh. I was thinking just mayor of the city, like, when I was looking at the last election, I was like, I could get a lot of money for being a lot cooler than all these losers. Yeah, or, or you could, like, at least run for, like, 
the Reeves of East St. Paul or something. You know, maybe not Mayor of Winnipeg, but like the Reeves of a smaller, you know, rural municipality. Okay, well, uh, I don't know what your municipality is called. Uh, Fort Rouge? Well, it's not a municipality, like, you know, I live in Winnipeg, so... I know, I, I can't run against the person who represents you because I went to high school with them, and I think they're really good at their job, so... But my, my city councilor is uh, Shelly Rollins for Fort Rouge. All right. Go small, go small or go home. Really? And oh yeah, dude. Well, my 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 street. So we live like two blocks south of where the main Winnipeg Transit Depot is, and our street is the first street that isn't two-hour parking. So basically, since I bought this place in 2011, there is an absolute onslaught of bus drivers. Like you, you can't park in front of my house. Like it's just the entire block is locked up from the hours of like let's say 9 till about 10 or 11 o'clock at night because they all walk to work from your street yeah exactly exactly so why don't they just have parking at their job exactly exactly why don't they why doesn't the city of Winnipeg take care of their employees and have a parking lot and and the thing is is they do have a parking lot there I know. I drive past it all the time. But they probably charge them to park there. Yeah, that's probably exactly what they do. Hence why they parked in front of my goddamn house for, you know, 365 days a year. So I got nothing against the bus drivers themselves, but I feel like the city is. And maybe I'm wrong on this, but this is just a theory that the city is charging them to park there. And that's why. My street is locked up, like you know, it's like this. It's like the opening scene of The Walking Dead in front of my house. Just, <laughs> just bus drivers, and and like they're walking like zombies because they hate their job. Yeah, yeah, they're just like carrying four foot machetes and <laughs> shuffling down the street. You know what? Um, two points on this. You're right, probably the city charges them to park in the giant empty lot next to the giant empty lot of McDonald's yeah. and Co-op and MTS. Yeah. Um, that is there. Like, There's like 18 giant empty lots right there. But also, you're getting old, man. Or just yeah, that that was the segue, and you caught it. You're still cool. I think you're really cool. Still dancing on tables at weddings. Yeah. Did I dance on the table at the wedding? That's the only photo of you because you were the photographer. Yeah, do well, you remember last September? It was, it was a, it's a good song. <laughs> you were right to do that. Someone had to do it, and it obviously should have been me. Yeah, you killed it. Yeah, so a good wedding. I really hope that the uh, city of Winnipeg, it was a great wedding, and uh, a really, really great wedding, but I really hope the city of Winnipeg hears this. Or uh, the one guy who accidentally turned the station from 97 and it was like, yeah! Well, you know what? I hope that guy calls in and is like, yeah, fucking right. That guy's, that guy's got a point. And fuck, the, and fuck the city. And they shouldn't have them park in their own lot for free. Yeah. You know? That... Because, like, yeah, he's for, like one of those guys who just like does the call in during the morning drive and you know, it's all scratchy, and he's, like, fumbling for shit. He's probably smoking a dart, and he's like, yeah, and then I heard this guy in his podcast, and he's like, fuck it, you know, can't even park in front of his own fucking house, and, well, you know, what, what, what? It's, it's a drive home, but, so he'll be extra mad. Yeah. 
just yeah, I don't even know. what he's got to do. Fixing some fucking potholes or something, and and he's pissed off that Wheeler's not on the on the radio anymore. And sympathizes for my piss. <laughs> I hope that happens. Anyway, we killed an hour. That was a hurry. Yeah, everyone says that. I hope so. <laughs> well, I do it for not a living, but I do it. <laughs> no, you do because you like it, obviously. Because if you didn't like it, you wouldn't uh, just call your friend who like doesn't really have anything interesting going on in his life ever. And, um, you know, here we are. Actually, I think everyone's life is interesting, so that's probably why I do it. I mean, we're all the same. We're just like, we're eating different versions of Swedish pancakes. Yeah. Yeah, eating different versions of Nordic pancakes and just, you know, getting down to brass tacks. Yeah, like, the things that matter the most. (laughs) Hard-hidden facts here. It's T A C X, T A C K S, yeah. The the fixing or the you know the fixings that would hold furniture together when people would like rip furniture apart to like rebuild it or whatever or reupholster something, and it's actual brass tacks that would hold everything together. Wow, and uh, yeah. that sounds like another zombie moment right there. Interesting. Well, I'm glad you said brass. Ugh, I can't talk. Brass tacks because um, I think it's a good thing to say. <laughs> I don't know. I I like I like knowing the the reasons we say things. Yeah, I do too. Actually, Aaron Johnson for my birthday he got me a book of idioms. Because he was like, you, he's like, you use idioms. I was like, oh, what's this? And it's like a, a book of like international idioms. And oh. I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's a very thoughtful gift. Super random, but I didn't even really know what an idiom was, per se. He was like, but then I was like, oh, yeah, I do use those like kind of weird references a lot in my language. And uh, he was like, yeah, I got you this like book of idioms. And I was like, oh, that's very funny. Funny that someone would pick out something of your, you know, character and uh, and buy you a gift based upon it. Um, you know what's even funnier about that is he bought me a book of um, entomology. Of entomology? Yeah. So or yeah. So all the where the root of every word in English is from. I have a giant dictionary that he bought. For me, like, so it's the same kind of gift. Like, he just, like, was paying attention that we talk a lot, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) So, anyway, it's a similar gift. Yeah, exactly. He's a very thoughtful young man. Yeah, he's he's my hero. I um, messaged him a lot last night. I'm the thinker. He's the talent. That's true. That's actually a very good analogy for Joe Dive's friendship. Yeah. Well, he already he already knows that. I told him. But yeah. Yeah. He's the talent, and I'm the thinker, and that's just how we get along. Yeah. He's brave, and I'm like, it maybe not. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway. We really did run out of time. <laughs> I'm okay, buddy. Well, yeah. I'm let's, so, uh, let's, let's do it again. Yeah, I'm uh, one time when this, when we're allowed to um, 
yeah, we can do it again, but one time when I we're allowed know. to just, like, be people. I, mean, I, wish uh, I wish we could have done it in person, but uh, I, I like sitting there with you uh, and smoking cigarettes and having a drink and laughing. It's, like, one of my uh, favorite things to do, so. It is the best thing to do in the whole world, and I'm really upset that people shame that behavior because it is really fun to eat food smoke cigarettes and have a drink with a friend while you just say stupid nonsense <laughs> yeah stupid nonsense is like my like mantra like like screw babes just like g- <laughs> give me jokes Yeah, well, you're very good at it. If I, if, if I ever start a company, it's going to be called Stupid Nonsense Productions. That sounds good. Actually, though, um, we should start a production company. Yeah, we can either call it Stupid Nonsense Productions or uh, Bush League Films. That sounds good. Like, honestly, though, yeah. like all of, all of us are so good at everything, and we're always doing it for other people. just need a team yeah you just need a team of people who are like willing to to do it and then have like a time commitment you know so like every every restaurant ever that it's opened up in the last i don't know three years in winnipeg um they just hire the coolest people who are already doing everything and then get that company because the people are that cool so if you took that to um, any kind of production, you could really just stop paying, like getting other people getting paid for your labor. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the you know, that's like the crux of the, at least the business that I work in is like it's there's always someone with. You know, there's always someone with the money, and then you have to, and then there's like the creative, and then you have to help them realize their their vision. But it's always someone else. That's the thing, right? Yeah, I know. Because as a professional musician who hires other people, yeah, I'm the creative. Yeah. Um, and um, I kind of bully them a bit because I'm the creative. But I think I think we could with like this huge amount of people we know we could probably stop working for other people as much. Really what it comes down to is uh, taking a risk, you know, taking a risk, taking a chance and and um, yeah, and just committing to something and following through with it, which doesn't uh, really equate Well, we'll like look into that. I mean, I managed to do this, and and I managed to do a lot of things. So I think yeah. it's highly possible. Yeah, that, 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 that's also the thing. I, I do manage to do a lot of things. I'm not just like totally lazy. I do manage to, uh, you know, do many other things in my life other than being lazy. So you know, just gotta find a way to channel the energy into the, the right places. I think I think it's a I think we have a good crew that we can do this. Anyway, this is like we're way over. Like we're like five minutes over. That's okay. They'll play it anyway. But um, you're, you're gonna you have to edit out all of like you know the stupid nonsense and I don't edit anything out. I am too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Exactly. Okay. Perfect, buddy. Well, uh, thanks for having me on. I love you. Um, yeah, I love you I very much. Yeah, you're the only Swede I like. So anyway, Merry Christmas <laughs> to uh, and New Year's to you and Kate and everybody. Yeah, and Happy New Year to you and uh, and, and and the three other people that are listening to this. <laughs> well, they're <laughs> hiding in their rooms. <laughs> okay, thanks so much. Bye, love you. Yeah. Okay, Take bye. care, man. Love you too. And that was my friend Jeffrey, and we had a chat, and he used his words. This was Kip interviews his friends. I hope you weren't bored.